0: campers. Welcome to Museum Camp. I'm Megan. I'm Madison. Hello and welcome. Hello. What's going
1: on? Um, you know, chilling. Really glad that there are no cicadas in my life right now. Brag, 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 brag.
0: (laughs) How are you? (laughs) You know, I am just really up to my ears in cicadas. Gross. (laughs) Triggering really, cicadas. Cicada warning. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're honestly not even really that bad at my house, but um, you know, it is what it is. But cicadas, uh, if you're listening to this, that is not an invitation.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Please do not come to my house. Um, I have found, I've realized that I am not really that scared of cicadas they're not as bad as they were when I was in seventh grade sure I didn't realize that fear was the issue I thought it was
1: just that they were like annoying and gross
0: I just like didn't want them flying onto me um because I feel like that happened when I was in Mm -hmm. seventh grade and anytime a bug like invades my personal space I'm cool with bugs but like stay in your lane you know what I mean
1: it's the least you could do. You have the whole fucking planet. Exactly. Let me have like, my 1,200 square foot house.
0: Right. Come on. God. Um, so old bastards. They really are. And they're so tiny, like to be so entitled is unreal. It, yeah.
1: They need they need a they need an ego check.
0: They really do. And I'm the one to give it to them. Um <laughs> definitely. So Here's the thing. I found out this week that cicadas don't have mouths. (laughs) Okay. Okay. They literally don't even eat. They just come up to have sex and leave and die and die and leave. You know, the same stuff. One of the two.
1: Um, so where do we go from here? How did they, (laughs) how did they get, like nutrients? Is it just like osmosis
0: while they're in the ground? For you know what? And years? I'm just gonna stop you there because I didn't do any more research, and you okay, should I'm know right. that. And that's fair. Yeah, that's more than fair. <laughs> I read that they didn't have mouths, and that's where I said, "All right, end of discussion." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: what have you been up to? What have I been up to? I've been listening. I've been on a big podcast kick lately. Okay. Okay. Um, So I finished counterclock. Finally. I did Um, not. I still have a couple more. It's good. It's good. And then my sister recommended me another one called Something Was Wrong. Oh, I haven't heard of it. Um, I feel like there's a bunch of seasons. There's a lot of episodes, but... And so I don't know that much about it, but the first one is um, a woman who is engaged to this guy and he's like perfect. But then it turns out he's this narcissistic sociopath and it's told through her, like she tells the story um, oh. and then like her friends who were around and stuff like that. So that was interesting. And then the second one is a Munchausen's story, which is just my I was going to say Munchausen's is my love language, but that sounds (laughs) the wrong message. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not the right thing to... It's it's not at all that. Um, But I feel what you're saying and I... am by it.
0: Yes. And I am completely right there with you. Yeah. So I'm not quite finished with that season. Um, And Munchausen's
1: my proxy. Anything by proxy. Can you imagine having a disease by
0: proxy? I do have a disease by proxy. (laughs) What is it? Well, it's not real. And Mike gets so mad whenever I say this, but I always say that I have Tourette's by proxy. Oh,
1: (laughs) I cannot with you.
0: Have you been watching anything? Are you just on podcasts?
1: Uh, So we're still watching Fargo, which I'm enjoying. Right, right. Um, Really, really breezed through the first season. So we're on to season two now. Um, which is good. It's just like, it's a very like nice looking show. Like the cinematography is very
0: good in my humble and absolutely irrelevant opinion. Um, (laughs) What is Matt's opinion though? Because his is actually probably. Yeah. No, he likes it too. Okay, good. When I said, wow, is it just me? Is this cinematography really cool? He was like, yeah, (laughs) 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 which is. (laughs) And it's so playing it safe because obviously Fargo has great cinematography. Yeah, It's like when you see, when you are like watching the Olympics and there's like a crazy intense dive, you're watching diving. Oh, wow. They're really good at swimming. They're really. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> and they get all tens. <laughs> yes. It's exactly yeah. like that.
1: So we have been watching that. And then, so I don't watch a lot of reality television. Same. Um, the reality television that I watch with any sort of regularity or personal like emotional investment is Jeopardy. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and Bake Off. Yeah. And that's it. And Alone. Um, oh yeah, and Alone. Yeah. I always just think of that more as a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, Alone. Yeah. Um But I did just because we were bored the other night and we didn't have the energy to, like, pay attention to another episode of Fargo. Mm -hmm. We watched the first two episodes of The Circle. (laughs) I have not watched it. (laughs) You would love it. Okay. <laughs> <So> stupid. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate every single person on there, but also I love almost all of them. <laughs> Do you know the premise of it at all? Uh, no. Okay. So from what I can tell, I'm two episodes in, so, you know, okay. um, but they basically lock like eight people. I, mean, they, I guess they don't lock them in there, but they like give them an apartment. Um, okay. For however long, um, and they're in there alone, but they have like TVs and cameras in every room, and they have this like <laughs> this voice activated, like internal social media thing, and they have to basically <laughs> be the last person to get blocked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And so, like, there's some people who go in there and they're like, I'm catfishing these people. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs>
0: what? It's so outrageous. Okay, I will watch an episode. Yeah, it's like almost
1: every single part. They're like, they're like two or three maybe exceptions, but everyone is just so unlikable. <laughs> Because they're like, I'm going to win the $100,000 because everyone loves me on social media because I'm a model. And it's just like,
0: <laughs> it's the worst. They I love it. They sound awful.
1: They sound awful. They are awful. Yeah. Um, It's really funny. <laughs> and then there's like this one kid who's like, I'm going to win this by just being myself. <laughs> oh,
0: bless him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, you need to watch it just for him. It's okay. so funny. I will. So funny. I'll watch a
0: nap. Okay. Oh. Um, other than that, nothing. How
1: about you? Okay.
0: <laughs> I did start watching um, Mayor of Easttown yesterday. Hmm, how is it? So good. Really? Okay. Dude, Kate Winslet is just. Is so there anything she can't country. do? No. Aside from
1: save what's his name yeah
0: (laughs) that was one that was her one fatal flaw
1: my wounds are still raw
0: (laughs) (laughs) no she's (laughs) so good in this and um so roy from the office is in it i can't Mm. remember his name yeah um evan peters and it's just like a really good cast um and the story is good so far like small town upstate new york i think murder Hmm. And she's the detective. It's really good.
1: Uh, I love detectives. Yeah. Yeah. Love them.
0: Love them. (laughs) Love your work. (laughs) (laughs) Great job. Great job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Shall we uh, mad lib it up?
1: I think we should. And you know what that means? We have a new patron. That's right. This is what we do for new patrons.
0: This could be you. This could be you and hopefully will be you. And it should be you. Yeah. Come on, dude. It's not exclusive. So our (laughs) new patron is Larissa, um, Larissa. an old college friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're going to do a Mad Lib about her. Hell yeah! My favorite, are. and I'll t- I'll say my favorite story about Larissa, and I have many many favorites, and this is just the first one that I thought of whenever I saw that she became a patron. Um, was that when we lived in St. Louis? Uh, this was back like twelve years ago, <laughs> and um, she was working, I think, at IHOP or something, and she and told an me House of Prayer. Yes, the International House of Prayer. And she told me once that her manager, like, even though she obviously had to know her name, called her Larissa all the time. <laughs> and that just made me laugh every time I thought about it. So Larissa, this one's for you. This one's for you. All
1: right, Megan, start me
0: off with an adjective. Okay. All right. We're going to go with a jolly. Oh, I love it. I need a noun. A uh,
1: forest. Okay. Adjective.
0: Bewildered.
1: Okay. Um, A number.
0: 22. A noun. Um, we're going to go with a uh, lion. <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> Stupid
1: <laughs> <An> adjective. <laughs> it was me I wrote it.
0: Let's go magnificent.
1: Okay, love that. Um, lastly I'm gonna need a liquid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the other part of speech. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna go with orange juice. Love it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Campers,
1: today we are jolly to announce a new patron. It is with Great Forest that we want to thank the bewildered Larissa. <laughs> The depth of our gratitude could not be conveyed in 22 lions, so we will try to let this magnificent Mad Lib suffice. Tonight, we raise our glasses of orange juice to you, Larissa. Thank you for being a patron.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we raise our glasses of orange juice. Oh, and we do. We do. We do. We do.
1: for today's museum yes oh my god yes okay good because I did not have a backup plan if you said no (laughs) (laughs) I'm all out of small talk um so today we're gonna go to California um now I know last time I did a museum it wasn't a real museum and this one also kind of isn't it oh was, boy, here we was, go. <laughs> it was, but it no longer exists. Okay. So but it's it's too good not to report on. So I felt sure. like I had to resurrect its memory. Okay. Um as such, their website is offline. So I was <laughs> uh I made the research part very difficult for myself. Great. Um and so here are the resources or yeah, here are the sources that I used when I um, did my research for the Burlingame Museum of Pez memorabilia. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> you know who just perked up? My mother. My mom loves Pez. <laughs> oh, oh, oh well. <laughs>
1: and this one's for you. <laughs> um, okay, so I got um information from a few different articles, one from Huff Post, one from 80skids.com, one from uh Atlas Obscura, obviously. Obviously. Then uh, obviously our old friends at Wikipedia. Sure. Love you guys. Uh the Pez website, Pez.com. And then one website and I I truly don't know what this website is or who runs it or anything. (laughs) Um, It's just called (laughs) spectrumnet.com. Sure. (laughs) But they have a lot of information
0: about this music. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the cable company, they're just (laughs) pet enthusiasts. (laughs) Okay,
1: so the Museum of Pez Memorabilia is actually a bit of a misnomer because by the time the museum closed, it was actually three small museums in one. (laughs) Okay. And when I say in one, not only do I mean in one building, I mean in one room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's what this museum was. So this includes the Pez Museum. The Museum of Classic Toys and the Museum of Band Toys. Okay,
0: yeah, <laughs> did lot. there need to be a specification?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and will t- And there's there's some uh, pretty stringent qualifying rules okay, um, sure. between the two, from what I could tell. We will start, however, like the museum did with Pez. <laughs> So if you've been living under a rock or just like to hear me ramble about the history of things that don't really matter <laughs> um those are those candies that for some reason um seem to require like engineering I don't know yeah. you have to like you can't just eat it you have to load it into a mechanism <laughs> and then eat it that way yeah uh, i don't know why we were trying to make it Like, why are they trying to make it more difficult? Pez are not like that good.
0: No, but maybe that's why it's like the harder you have to work for something, the better it tastes, I think. So maybe they knew that they had a subpar candy and they were like, we got to really make these people work for it.
1: Oh, amen. Or it could be a good, um, you know, parable of not sometimes hard work doesn't pay off kids. (laughs) Yeah. The Pez parable, the Pez parable,
0: that old parable. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> um anyway pez were was is pez singular or plural pez Pez. i think it can be both right great <laughs> um we'll go with both so that's good because i don't know what uh what numbers i used <laughs> 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 uh when i was doing this so it was invented in vienna austria In 1927, by a man named Edward Haas III, and it was initially invented as an alternative to smoking. (laughs) Not the same. Not the same. (laughs) I (laughs) have a few thoughts. Okay, good. Um, One, it's 1927. Why was anyone trying to stop smoking?
0: Yeah. If anything, that's about the time that you start ramping up the smoking. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, when you can really lean into that ignorance, yeah. Um, number two was Pez the original jewel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! They should um, make a vape that looks like a Pez just to honor. Okay, yeah. Uh, that would be so. G- I would start smoking. <laughs> I will take up smoking. I swear to God.
1: Um, but on the other hand, it does say it was just an alternative. So maybe it was just a way for, um, my asthmatic ancestors (laughs) to get to hang out, uh, and fit in with the cool
0: smokers. Sure. But also like, then every, anything can be an alternative to smoking. (laughs) Knitting a blanket (laughs) can be an alternative to smoking.
1: Sleeping. Uh, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it's a lot of questions
0: so many questions (laughs) so many questions for such a little candy (laughs) Uh,
1: okay Pez comes from the Austrian word Pfeffermans (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) which means peppermint Uh, apparently they just took the first middle and last letters of Pfeffermans (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) uh so and that was the other thing it means peppermint
0: so go ahead i was just gonna say i've never had a minty pez that's what i yeah that's what i
1: was thinking i don't know how i would describe what flavor they are other than like fruit yeah like like if they made chalk with Lacroix.
0: yes exactly
1: okay (laughs) um <laughs> but then so but they if they still call it a mint which i think they do on their, i don't know maybe i made that up but or like um mentos how they have the fruity ones are those still mm-hmm. considered mints is there you a know, difference between like does a pet does a mint exist
0: independently of the flavor of mint Um. You know, I feel like that's a question for just a professional. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm overthinking (laughs) this.
1: Initially, pez were more like lozenges and just came in a little tin before they, uh, but before long, they got that familiar brick shape. Um, I just have a recovered memory of lozenges. Okay. (laughs) Lay it on me. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you remember this, but one time I, when we were working at Starbucks, I was very sick. And because we were working at Starbucks, I still had to work. Of course. Sorry to everyone whose drinks I handled. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, capitalism. Love ya. Love ya. Um, And so... You and like Jack, or you and Colleen, someone, you are going to go run an errand or something and you were like i'm gonna bring you cough drops because i was coughing so much and you just came back with these like lozenges and you're like this was all i could find and they were just like these huge
0: like they weren't for coughing at all it was so funny it's so funny and I was oh just my like, god all right, i just brought you pez it. imagine if i just brought you like a mickey mouse pez back you're welcome you're welcome it counts
1: Uh, so initially the lozenges just came in a little tin like Altoids, but in 1948, an an inventor named Oscar Uxa built and patented the the PEZ dispenser as sort of as we know it. Um, I don't have any information on Oscar. Couldn't find anything. They just mentioned him in all sorts of places. So I don't know how he was involved, Hmm. but he did great work because the initial Pez dispenser was actually really cool. Uh, it worked about the same way, but it was like made of metal and it looked like a lighter, which I guess makes the whole alternative to smoking thing. But can you imagine like, someone like, oh, I don't know how to smoke. And they're just like eating something
0: out of the lighter. <laughs> like, oh, that doesn't work. <laughs> We're all just so concerned for their mental health. Like, what is going? That's not how it, that's not how it goes. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, they just looked like a cigarette lighter. They had little like engravings and embellishments on them, and they were super cool. There was no characterization yet. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't eat anything out of a character's neck, etc. They looked way cooler. <laughs> Uh, but then in 1955, uh, the Haas Corporation shifted their business model and added heads to the dispensers <laughs> and started marketing them toward children. And in my late night museum research, Delirium last night, I wrote mm-hmm. finally, children have an alternative to smoking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So there's that also marketing towards children what a classic move I love <laughs> those... that that's just a huge part of our history yeah they were like let's exploit um children yeah for a little those while. idiots
1: will will want anything that we yeah. tell them to
0: <laughs> it's you know it, how hard can marketing be if that's all it is oh I mean it's like taking candy from a baby <laughs> <laughs> giving candy to a baby <laughs>
1: marketing candy to a baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so now we'll go specifically to the, <laughs> the Pez portion of the museum, which I assume is just like a wall. I don't know how large this room is, but it's so funny to me. So the Burlingame Museum of Pez Memorabilia opened in night 19- this is all directly from Wikipedia, by the way. Okay. Um or just this part. Opened in 1995 and was run by Gary and Nancy Doss, who had been collecting Pez dispensers for more than a decade. The Doss couple (laughs) initially ran a computer store and displayed some of their dispensers in the store when they discovered that customers were more interested in the dispensers than in the computers. (laughs) So, again, I'm not a marketing genius. (laughs) Sure. But I'm wondering how they they had a computer store. And so people Uh were coming in with no knowledge of Pez and then ended up being more interested in the Pez than in the computers. And I have to wonder just how that worked, because not to bring it back once again to Venn diagrams, (laughs) but I feel like the overlap of people who would want to buy a computer In the 90s Mm -hmm. and people who would be fascinated and endlessly entertained by pez dispensers yeah i just don't feel like there would be a ton of overlap no they're on separate islands they're on separate (laughs) islands so i don't understand (laughs) how they managed
0: how they managed to do that you know marketing will never cease to amaze me yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) so funny uh, the museum claimed to have an example of every Pez dispenser ever sold, which was over thirteen thousand, oh, which is insane. Yeah, uh, including a Wonder Woman dispenser autographed by Linda Carter, a Garfield dispenser autographed mm. by Garfield. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I would not have thumbs?
0: I would actually. <laughs> oh my god
1: um it was actually autographed by jim davis so nobody panic sure Sure. still authentic
0: it was (laughs) autographed by garfield by proxy (laughs) yeah he had his proxy do it yeah yeah his proxy um so
1: (laughs) we're gonna go back to the mysterious website i found called spectrumnet.com great Again, don't know what it is. (laughs) Um, It seemed to be a website for the museum, but it wasn't the museum's website because that is down. So I don't know if it was just like a fan page. Is it just like the
0: museum's intranet? That would be hilarious. Would be so
1: good, um, but it was a fun little
0: time capsule
1: because, like, they hadn't updated anything since the museum closed, which it closed mm-hmm. in like 2019. But they hadn't seemingly updated the design since, like, you know, 2002. <laughs> <So> <laughs> my favorite part
0: <laughs> is
1: a banner on the bottom that had that was an ad for. Uh, The Museum of Pez Memorabilia Museum After Hours Private VIP Gold Tour. And the image that they had is a Pez dispenser Garfield with a nightcap on and like like making a sleepy face. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, That is amazing. It gets better. (laughs) Oh, no.
1: (laughs) Because... (laughs) So then it says the most unique experience in the San Francisco Bay area. Now, I haven't been to San Francisco.
0: Mm-hmm. However,
1: <laughs> I I just feel like there could be at least some very close runners up. I would agree. Yeah. So our exclusive private after hours tour package includes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny <laughs> to me. Exclusive candy tasting session. Sure,
0: a Pez tasting. <laughs> like Newsflash! It's just, just gonna hamster. be. <laughs> it's just gonna be the grape, cherry, and orange that you've tasted yeah. before a million
1: mm-hmm. times. Yeah, it, there aren't any hidden notes that no. your your tongue is just not trained on. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get one museum-exclusive Pez dispenser.
0: (laughs) A guided tour. For one room. (laughs) So here it is.
1: (laughs) And uh, that's it. That's it. Uh, so it features every Pez dispenser, classic, and band toy, which if they have all thirteen thousand, <laughs> like I just, it's a lot of questions. Fifteen uh, percent off all store purchases. <laughs> okay.
0: A group photo <laughs> <based> on our <laughs> Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's just so good. Um, would you care to guess how much that would cost for a group of four? Oh, my God.
0: It's got to be. $299. Oh, no. 75, which I oh. still feel is excessive to eat. Pes. <laughs> like, What are they pairing with it, though? If it's a nice, <laughs> you know, cheese flight. Um, I might be convinced. Yeah. seventy-five is a lot. <laughs> seventy-five dollars for a tour of a one-room museum—a third of a room,
1: <laughs> <laughs> full room. Uh, you had to make reservations by calling, um, but alas, that's not you know an option that we have anymore.
0: <sighs> so sad.
1: Uh, I couldn't find any specifics as to like why the museum closed its doors in 2019, mm. but I did read an article from Atlas Obscura um, where, <laughs> so they had done their visit and written their article while the museum was still active and then updated it to be like, oh, this is closed. Um, and so apparently during their visit, the museum was had kind of an ongoing legal battle with the Pez company um, because they were mad that they were using, you know, sure their name. I don't know, um, and they were really mad because apparently this museum—I couldn't find a ton of information—but apparently they had the world's largest Pez dispenser. And the Pez Museum was so <laughs> mad, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know, or not the Pez Museum, the the Pez company, the company was so mad. Yeah. Um, so, how I large is
0: the world's largest Pez dispenser?
1: I don't know. I I think I saw. I mean, I think it was probably like six feet tall because I saw a few pictures on TripAdvisor of people posing next to it. Oh. Um, it was just a snowman. Okay, uh, so. Cool. I don't I don't know where that came from. Uh, no. before we move on to toys, <clears throat> I just have one side note. <laughs> I don't know where it would fit in um, but apparently at one point has made a Hitler dispenser.
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it did. I mean, it was an Austrian. That's true. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, I just want to say that when you mentioned the fact that you are pulling candy out of someone's neck, yeah, uh, with a Pez dispenser, the um, the thing that the phrase that (laughs) popped through my mind uh, was candy tracheotomy. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Uh,
1: Yeah. Gross. It's so morbid. I don't understand why I don't get the whole Pez thing.
0: Yeah. I don't know that it really a lot of people get it. It just it exists and we have to live with that. There's
1: there's only 12 at a time. And so it's like, (laughs) here's the thing. They're the tiniest candies. Mm -hmm. you could just take 12 and just but where's the fun in that why would yeah i just don't make me do engineering like i just i cannot stress this enough yeah (laughs) i'll do it on my own (laughs) i make i make things harder for myself every single day i don't don't... need this to be kitschy right (laughs) i'm finished with it So the Museum of Classic Toys, (laughs) Um, it's not that interesting to talk about because Mm -hmm. it's... So the qualifications were toys that um, are at least... Have been in production for at least 50 years and are still in production um, at the time of them being displayed. And so I... From what I can gather, there's a little bit of the history of, you know, the production behind it, things like that. Uh, So I would imagine it's like... A sketch and like G.I. Joe or you know, all those things sure. from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Then where it gets really fun
0: is the museum of band toys. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just so concerned because I don't know what this could possibly be. I did have when I had an American girl dog growing up, I did have um a tiny flute for her. Yes. Of course you did. (laughs) Oh, on brand. Uh, um,
1: Okay. So I got this, I believe, from the article from 80skids.com. So I took a couple of screenshots of some of these because there are a variety of reasons that toys get banned. Mm -hmm. Um, So one is safety. So you've got your... Oh,
0: banned, B-A-N-N-E-D yes i'm sorry okay i'm thinking band toys like a uh, musical oh, instrument comment makes more sense <laughs> <laughs> you were just bragging
1: <laughs> just, just brag 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 <laughs> like okay you had an american girl doll we get it you're rich yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you all about the other accessories later on okay in our separate podcast <laughs>
1: Um, Okay, so banned as in not allowed Time. toys. Mm-hmm. So you have your safety toys, uh, safety concerns, which included jarts, you know, the really sharp lawn darts. Okay, they bailed <laughs> a bunch of children. Yeah, um, not good. There's one. <laughs> I went up so hard when I saw this, oh, no. and I couldn't find a ton of information about it. Um, but
0: apparently, yeah. there was a kid's glass blowing kit. Why? <laughs> oh and my looked, god!
1: Looked it up. Glass doesn't soften until it's at around a
0: thousand degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, and I'm going to make a strong statement here. Not only okay. should children not be doing glass blowing, I don't think that the regular citizen should be doing no. glass blowing. No, even if they're you of have, age,
1: you have to have at least one apprenticeship.
0: Yeah, at least.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of easy bake oven issues where people were getting their hands stuck inside them.
0: Oops. Oops. Not so easy anymore. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) At least the
1: bake checks out. Um, (laughs) So there was an atomic energy laboratory, which just contained contained actual samples of uranium. Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) There was just radioactive material in these... Um, you know, in this kid's lab kit.
0: Yeah, no big deal.
1: So it said, thankfully, the kit didn't reach many children anyway. It was commercially unsuccessful and fewer than 5,000 kits were sold. But I feel like 5,000 unregulated, like too many radioactive kits. It's in the hands of literal children is too
0: many. And who thought that was a good idea?
1: You know? someone who probably collected unemployment afterward yeah um okay so there are a few of those then there are a few
0: that
1: (laughs) um were banned for being inappropriate for children oh my god (laughs) of course And so you had some that actually like truly are very inappropriate in that they were like, here's a fun um, blackface kit or, oh. you know, yeah, it, it's not, it's not cute. Not great. Uh, but then there was one and I couldn't find any information of what this was. And I, I'm, there's no way I would Google it because oh no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was... <sighs> just a oh there was a doll <laughs> that just said bite my butt <laughs> no and the chain was pulled like what was the what was the intention yeah it had to have just been or the motivation pervy. really yeah i don't like that um, I don't like that either, but okay. This one, there are a few that I um really liked. <laughs> so one is called <laughs> the Rad Repeating Tarzan. Okay. So in 1999, Mattel released an inappropriate doll too with their Tarzan Rad Repeatin doll. This toy had two features, making a jungle call sound and moving his arm up and down. In its original packaging, shoppers can see these features
0: <laughs> themselves before making a purchase.
1: <laughs> However, people quickly noticed that when they moved Tarzan's arm to a lower
0: position, he looked like he was masturbating. <laughs> you know, it gets lonely in that jungle. Um, it sure does <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so the, the Mattel spokesperson was correct when she said <laughs> adults see things differently and kids are more innocent <laughs> it's true <laughs> it, it is true but can you imagine it says just. can you just imagine being a parent and seeing your kid play with it every day <laughs> Um, eventually, the company did follow the customer feedback and change the doll's packaging, making sure its arms couldn't drop below the waist. Oh, my God. Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, it's Tarzan, so he's literally only wearing a
0: loincloth. <laughs> like the it's most not revealing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's the easiest access. Yeah. This one is um, good, too. This one was... <laughs> it, sorry, this was part of the dangerous toys. Um, And this is called the Cabbage Patch Kids Snack Time Kid. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Toy doll makers are always on the move to create a doll that's as real as possible. Some dolls could talk, drink, and even pee. Why would you want that? But the Snack Time Cabbage Patch doll... Oh, with the snack time Cabbage Patch doll, Mattel took it to the next level and made their dolls eat. <laughs> this is so stupid. This Mattel toy came with a plastic food that a child can use to feed the dolls. <laughs> However, what the manufacturer failed to see was that its mechanical jaws were too powerful that it could suck anything that came close to it. <laughs> The Cabbage Patch doll was chomping down on children's (laughs) fingers, hands, and hair.
0: Oh my <laughs> God!
1: It's <laughs> resulted in many injuries and complaints from parents. Thus, Mattel offered a cash refund of forty dollars to the doll owners. The company still tried to sell these dolls, but put a warning sign in front. But in January of nineteen ninety-seven, the feeding frenzy was finally <laughs> <laughs> <feeding> <laughs> frenzy was finally ended uh, when the CPSC don't know what that is announced that the company shall pull out the dolls from the shelves
0: so funny the idea of I mean, a cabbage patch doll <sighs> you know we've all been so funny really hungry before <laughs> yeah it um, happens to
1: the best of us the other <laughs> i'm going to have to share my screen for this one <laughs> um, okay. the last one that i have um <clears throat> is an et Finger light. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it's (laughs) just it's just a um, pale tan, extremely phallic, yeah, um, piece of I don't know silicone that kids put over their fingers. Sure, (laughs) the phone home. and it's, it's really upsetting. <laughs> yeah. We all knew where this was going. We all knew where this was going. <laughs> um, the company eventually was like, mm, let's change this. And so then they just did a full glove.
0: Okay. <laughs> just,
1: you know, I guess that solves that. Sure. I have one review. Okay, there weren't there honestly weren't that many like good reviews, a lot of or like funny reviews or a lot of good reviews. But most of them were just like, it's small. There's only one room. Um, Yeah. Or a lot of great. If you like Pez, like, can we just stop with that anyway? But (laughs) this one is so (laughs) funny to me. It's on TripAdvisor. Um, So a great time seeing Pez. This museum is so much fun for a quick and easy adventure. The owner made a museum out of his collection for the public to view, which is genius. <laughs> that's a museum
0: that's how it man. works
1: that's how that's what museums are yeah that's that's what they are. so great job identifying great job. a museum. <laughs> um, it's great that these pets and other toys have been preserved. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <So> that was the <laughs> line. um but I just love that they just described like they were so blown away with um wait until you know they listen to the podcast oh yeah. my god um i don't know how to say this mishbos i think it's a like TripAdvisor nickname okay um you know camper of the week next week still open yeah
0: For spot's grabs. still available if you're interested
1: So that is the story <laughs> of the Museum of Pez Memorabilia and its, um, you know, brother roommates. museums. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's roommates. Uh, <laughs> the Classic Toy Museum and the Museum of Band, B A N N E D toys. Yeah,
0: the <laughs> end. <laughs> You know, English is hard sometimes with all the homophones. They just (laughs) strike over and over. Oh, they'll get you, especially on a Zoom call. Oh my god, that was amazing. Um, I just feel overwhelmed with information. Yeah, and here's something: if you enjoyed that Mad Lib that we did. That Madison Lib that we did. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird that we haven't called them that. I know. Please consider joining our Patreon. We will write you a gosh darn Mad Lib. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have so many pages left in this legal pad.
1: Yeah. And so many Mad Libs in my cranium.
0: That's right. If you will visit our social media pages, they're mm-hmm. all at the museum camp. Yep, you know where to find us. Also, if you do join
1: our Patreon, um, I'm an honorary member, so I don't I don't contribute other than hours of my time. Right. Um, but nonetheless, I still received a nice new uh, magnet for my refrigerator this week, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. depicting the spam, a can of spam from the Spam <laughs> Museum. So if you have an empty spot on your fridge or in your locker or where else to be able to magnet cars in your heart, in on your hearts,
0: yeah, um, you know, visit our website dot themuseumcamp.com yep that's it you'll find us you'll find us and rate and review us while you're at it yeah please rate and review us we would love it we would love it so so much say nice thanks. Please, please be nice we're, yeah, we're you know, fragile we're very fragile <laughs> and we will see you all next week we'll see you then Goodbye. Goodbye.